0: Sinners and Saints. Dust off those horns and halos. It's time for Alan After Dark. Hello, everybody out there. Welcome to a, a new episode of Alan After Dark. I hope you're feeling well. I hope you're feeling sexy. I hope you're planning on doing something fun tonight, especially sexy tonight. I know that I am. I am actually in the process of getting ready to go out, trying to get an outfit together that looks kind of cool. Uh, It's not so easy for a guy that looks like me, but I'm going to give it my all. I, I do need to change these socks. It turns out there's a hole in one of my toes, so I can't really wear that. I don't think you can be sexy if you're not comfortable, so have at it. So I'm thinking that... You're tuning in for another train wreck of an episode of a podcast, and I hope I can indulge that. I hope you do learn something from this episode, or at least are entertained. And you know, it's funny, I was uh, talking to a couple of friends of mine who've heard the first couple of episodes, and they've kind of warned me, or actually just in their own criticisms, I won't even call it criticisms, they feel that I'm being too psychological, too too analytical maybe sometimes maybe not showing the real me and I definitely don't want to be a person who does that I really want to entertain people and maybe be thought-provoking without being Dr. Drew Penske I certainly don't want to have that kind of reputation even though he's a pretty good-looking dude so I don't know that that's too big of a problem but I don't want to be that brain so What are we we going to be talking about tonight? And uh, after talking about my sort of coming out and awakening to my sexuality, I thought we would move on to other things. And since I'm recording this in June, which is Gay Pride Month in the United States, I thought, well, let's talk about what pride is, maybe. Well, what it is to me. And I don't want to view this as some sort of political conversation, even though, unfortunately, by being a a gay man, I think that we just are political because the right wing in this country has made it political. They just don't want us to live our lives in peace and have joy and happiness. They are determined to try to make our lives miserable for the sake of the prejudiced people that vote in their party. And I guess I say that in a really cynical way, and I think I'm entitled to be cynical, especially when it comes to the right wing in in this country and in their efforts. So, you know, I was at um, one of our pride uh, events here in town recently, and I saw that there were a group of people, probably with a radio station, I'm not sure, because I didn't see the call letters or anything, and they were asking folks what pride meant to them. Now, granted, I'd had a few cocktails and I wasn't in the mood to really talk at that time, but that question did resonate with me. And I do want to talk about what does pride mean to me? And I believe that a lot of people feel that pride is somehow some sort of ritualistic annual event of bragging about what we do sexually They want to imply that all it is is basically a sex fest. Now, granted, for me, that sounds like a pretty good time. But unfortunately, in my view, it is not about getting jiggy with it. So let's talk about what the real purposes of Pride is. And I'm going to do this in a way comparing what our community, in my opinion, believes versus what those that are opposed to us believe. Now, for me, in a simple, in the simplest way possible to define pride, I believe that pride is an event where we celebrate those people that we love, regardless of what gender or sexuality or anything. We celebrate love. The opposition wants to celebrate their hatred of people, and they can deny. all all they want, that they don't hate people of the LGBTQA community, but I don't view it as any kind of testimonial to you. So there is the easiest, simplest form of observation is that we celebrate love of each other and they celebrate their hatred. They relish in making this community miserable and they want to view it in the terms of a morality that they have defined through their religion. Whereas we are just defining it by love. So you can take your choice right there, pure and simple, come out and join a pride event and celebrate love or go to the dark side and join in with people who feel that the only way they can be free is by suppressing others' rights. Pride is, in the scope of love, points out that everyone should be treated equally under the law. It doesn't mean that everyone has to like us, because we know that's not going to happen even in a perfect world. And we know there's no such thing as a perfect world. So, But isn't it fascinating how often, you know, fascinating is not the right word, isn't it Eye opening when you are at a Pride parade and you see the protesters. I feel that if you have neo Nazis siding with your opinion, you probably need to rethink your opinion. Don't you believe? I think so. I really do. So I want to talk about several different events, several experiences that I've had at Pride parades and Pride events. And Before the destructive catastrophe of COVID, I remember marching in the parade with our bear club and I volunteered to walk because we had so many uh, of our group that were in the parade that some needed to be on the float and some of us needed to walk. And getting to walk i was able you're you're closer to the people that are watching the parade and that includes the protesters and one of the most it was both enriching and horrifying at the same time but i don't know if you've ever seen these neo-nazi protesters but they tend to wear black they try to make themselves appear scarier and they'll wear those weird masks that look like skulls they just got they'll cover their face they'll hide behind all these things baseball caps or caps of some kind and they're all in black and they have like the skull face or the skull bandana that covers at least a portion of their face up to their eyes and it's designed to be totally intimidating it really is even though they have not intimidated anybody I just think you are exposing yourself revealing yourself to be a neo-Nazi. Well, this was the same year that the mass shooting at Pulse in Florida happened, the tragedy there. And our city had uh, drummed up security, more police presence, even the police helicopter monitored the parade route. And I'm walking and we are uh, celebrating The the sides, the streets along the the route are packed with people, some places almost 10 deep, and it was just amazing. But my eyes were drawn immediately to the neo-Nazi standing there with his sign in that skull face, basically declaring that that we would die and we would suffer the miseries of hell uh, for an eternity. I'm not sure how that doesn't apply to him, but you know, that's what it said. But then right beside this hulking monstrosity of a Nazi was this little boy with his mom and dad standing beside him holding this sign. And I, I hope I don't get emotional here, but he was holding this little simple sign that he had written and said, I am sorry for what my church has done to you. And that image of this little boy holding his sign, standing next to this neo-Nazi fascist hiding behind a mask will always stick with me because I have to recognize that there are people in the world that do understand what pride means. They do understand that being different doesn't have to mean unequal. And I have had lots of friends who are, are cis, straight, hetero, whatever you want to call, have attended Pride events and have have told me that it was the most fun that they've ever had, that they recognize that it is a celebration of everyone who loves someone. And what is wrong with that? Nothing. I would certainly think that if you believe in a God and, and God is love, that God would want a celebration of love, not a celebration of your hatred, as you define it, of a group. Remember, pride parades, pride events have been going on for decades. Now, granted, here in the South, the Old South, there are still people who want to maintain the old ways. Of thinking. They want it to be the 1950s again, apparently, which I really don't understand the horrors of the American South, even at that time abject poverty, lack of education, lack lack of resources, uh, illnesses, disease. There are so many problems then for this area that you wouldn't think they would have time. To worry about what someone does in their bedroom, but how that works, especially in places like this in the American South is is that is used as a distraction from all the things that are going wrong in one's life. If you can find a group to demonize, you can distract those people from realizing how bad their life is through not necessarily through any fault of their own but by the actions taken by their government. And in a place like Tennessee, you have a government that seems to be helpless to do things to help their people. They just want to deflect and distract by creating this chaos of hatred toward certain groups. In the, back in those days, in the 40s and 50s, well, even now, but back then especially, the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. The target was African-American people, people of color, immigrants, which we still see today. They were the problem. According to the leaders at the time, they were the problem. It was their fault that the state was suffering. It wasn't because of the lack of decision-making that would benefit the average person in Tennessee. It was that they needed to do, they wanted to create this delusion that they were helpless because all of these things were happening because the federal government was allowing them to happen. And yet, for generation after generation of those families, including mine, when things wouldn't get better, the louder they would get, they would go, they would say things like, Well, it's an immigrant's fault, it's a black person's fault, it's gay people's fault, it's transgender people's fault. If we didn't have these things, we would uh, be better off. And so that's what they do. And as of 2023, in June, Gay Pride Month, or Pride Month if you want to call it that, there are places in the South, in Tennessee, that you put your life at risk if you are openly gay. I guess I really am overemphasizing the dark part of Alan After Dark today, aren't I? And I don't want it to be just that. I don't want it to be all gloom and doom when it comes to pride and then all of the hatred that comes along with us just existing. But I'm, I just flash back to, I don't know if any of you, you may be too young, but there was a movie years ago That you should see. It's called Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. And I just remember the scene where the character Bernadette is talking about being safe and how, even though they might hate the city, but the wall of suburbia that everybody thinks is terrible. Is it a, a wall keeping them out, them being haters or keeping those who need protecting in and if you think about that isn't that how it seems that in the cities you can live your life be open you can be gay you can be cis transgender lesbian you can be a bitch a slut or anything you want to be and people don't really give a rat's ass I I I just really think that it just seems so strange to me how so many people don't have anything in their lives other than trying to control what other people do. And for me, granted, I am taking time out of my uh, life to do this podcast where only three of you are listening, but that's three more than I ever thought would. But just living your day-to-day life, how do you have time to be filled with so much hate. I mean, I have this image in my head of these anti-gay groups, their leaders, like tossing and turning in bed at night, unable to sleep because they're so worried that some of us are doing something that they don't like in a bed, even though I'm I'm fairly sure that they're sneaking into the bathroom or somewhere with their iPhones and watching some of the kinkiest gay porn they could ever watch. And maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's part of it. If they would learn pride in themselves, they might leave others alone. And maybe that's it too. Maybe they are ashamed of being so full of hate, but they can't admit it to themselves. So they just double down on that concept and claim to be righteous when they're really just being hypocrites. Can you imagine having so much shame that Instead of trying to address your own problems, you just impose them on someone else. And I think just the more I think about that, the more it makes sense, doesn't it? That the people that are so anti-anything, it just seems that maybe, maybe they're anti-whatever it is they're anti, because... They're looking at themselves in that mirror, and they're seeing themselves. And this is how they deal with it. I mean, we all know that there is an incredible need for mental health care in this country, for sure. Not Well, not just us, but the whole world in general, if you think about it. And maybe someday they'll see the light on that. I, I, I have my doubts. I do feel that as time goes by... And the older generations pass uh, from this life, that those things will change. That sexuality will not even be discussed in any other way, other than perhaps in science class or in in the medical field. It'd be um, it's a wonderful notion to think of in the terms of the future, where people who are different than the average person, that they're not viewed through some sort of criminal lens, that that's all gone away. And I do believe, not in my lifetime, but I do believe that that will eventually happen. I just hope that a lot of people aren't lost in the hatred uh, through violence against them or violence against themselves through suicide because of an unforgiving society that really isn't an unforgiving society in terms of those that are screaming the loudest. Society as a whole, I don't believe gives a rat's ass, like I said earlier, but the loudest ones are the ones being heard right now. But even my grandmother used to say, the ones who scream the loudest are usually the most guilty. And I think there's really truth to that. And here I go again. Holy shit. I'm sounding like Drew Pinsky, aren't I? And I don't want to, but I think that I needed to get that out. I think I wanted to talk about that just a little bit, you know. And I also wonder, having said that and talking about pride and about how I feel that we display pride and they display shame, I have this feeling, and this is a personal observation for myself, that... Being a little bit older than the average gay person now, that part of the intrigue for me was this taste of the forbidden fruit, the taboo. And I think mentally for me and and guys my age, that the forbidden aspects of being gay, wanting to be with a guy, I think that is also basically a turn-on it's something that gets you hot to think about it's like getting away with something you know we've always talked about it in my circle of friends about how yes it's great to be physically attracted to, to someone but when it comes to actual physical encounter of the sex your mind has to be in it too and there can be lots of things, you know, and that, that's the breakdown too. The kinks, I guess you're going to call it that. I don't think being kinky is a, a bad thing. You know, I think a lot of us want to be a freak in the bed. And I think we get into our own heads and sometimes we don't fully express ourselves in a way that that is gratifying and satisfying. And that can be quite sad. Don't you think? I think we are our own biggest roadblock. And it's always a balance, but there is nothing wrong with being sexually satisfied. I mean, if you can tell me what's wrong with it, I would love to hear about it. And, you know, you can find me on social media and please feel free to to drop me a, a comment or two. If you think that I'm wrong about that, which I won't dispute that I'm not wrong or right. It's just my opinion, my viewpoint at this point right here. If I discover more information, I'll probably change my mind. And I always hope that that's the kind of person that I'll be, is someone who, when provided more information, can change my mind. You know, I just realized something. I have had more sex in places other than a bed than I've had in bed. What does that say about me? Is that my kink? Maybe it is. That's one of them but maybe that's uh, a subject for uh, another time. I don't know. So getting back on the subject of pride, I have been part of the parades for many, many years, and I have always loved celebrating pride. And I have had a few verbal exchanges with protesters, and uh, one in particular, uh, was very really bad, that I don't think people know what they do, how they behave. The the protesters, if they're doing it for, uh, if they're videotaping themselves, recording themselves, they do things on purpose. They cut and they'll edit uh, their audio and their video to suit their purpose. And they will always try to provoke people. And I know the, the best lesson to, to uh, take away from that, or what you should do, is... Just don't engage with them at all. Go celebrate, have fun, and go about your own business. Leave them to their misery. But one year, there was a group that really were trying their best to provoke a fight. And I will never get over this guy who claimed to be a minister. And I can't tell you the name of the person. I don't even want to call him a person, really. i call him a fascist asshole, really. But I was just walking through. Trying, we were leaving uh, one event, going to another place, and they were out front and with their bullhorns and their video cameras and everything. And I noticed that they were not that they would, in just a brief few seconds that I was walking through, that the when the cameras were, their cameras were off, they were basically dormant. But the minute they turned the video cameras on and everything, they become animated and stuff. And I realized that they were trying. Certain things to do. And this one so called pastor was kind of dogging me, following me along the side. And he actually had the nerve, they were getting ready to open up the cameras because he was going to say something. Well, he did say something. He said, You're a pedophile, aren't you? You fuck little boys, don't you? And I saw red and I turned around to engage this person. And fortunately, a friend of mine happened to be coming along and grabbed me by the arm and yanked me down the street. And I was so grateful for that because they had the cameras on. They thought that they had me provoked into a fight of some kind, but they didn't. Now, granted, I was not going to take a swing at him. Uh, My answer was going to be, uh, I'm not a pedophile. I'm not a Catholic priest. But I didn't say that. We just went on and I thanked my friend whose name happens to be Alan, for helping to diffuse that situation. And it is amazing the depths that they'll sink to, to try to provoke you into an argument. But having said all that, I had the pleasure of enjoying great food, a brotherhood, a sisterhood, a celebration with people from all walks of life at Pride, where at least on that day. We're all equal. And I think that's why pride becomes more and more important every year that we show the world that there is a way to love and to celebrate, that it doesn't have to be about hate. It doesn't have to be about diminishing people just because you don't like who they are or what they do. Thank you for joining me in another episode of Alan After Dark. I hope you've had a good time. Have a great night. Enjoy yourself. And be real. I'll see you soon.